Welcome to... Is That a Joke? I'm Tiff. And I'm Chris. So, on this episode, Tiff, what we're talking about is uh, the media we consume. Because I feel like the a lot of people will probably do this right now, but when it comes to entertainment, uh, I tend to go in phases of sort of favoring specific type of entertainment or maybe one specific bit of media. Oh, the way that TV was my real father until last summer when I went, fuck TV! Yeah, I was going to say, I, I feel like everyone's kind of in phases where they're trying new things in their lives. So, uh, yeah, my first question to you is, what have you been doing media-wise? What has been comforting you in these, th- in these day and ages? You know I'm horny for books this year. By that I mean, I'm trying to read 69 books, so at the end of the year, I can just say, noise. Mm-hmm. So, we're at 41 books. I'm working on book 42, which of course is a Bridgerton book. So I'm making my way through that horny family who just wants to find love. Uh, I think last year, was it? No, it was the year before last year, before the the quarantines, that I got real in a Hey Riddle Riddle. Always caught up on Hey Riddle Riddle. The podcast. The podcast Hey Riddle Riddle is so fucking choice. And then Do you I wanna... got back in the TV. Well, okay, let's... Slow it down. Okay. Firstly... Why don't you tell us about some of these things? Because these are some things people might be wanting to look into. Oh, you might want to give some okay. motherfucking context. What's a Bridgerton? Well, Netflix made a show that I thought not for me because it's like a period piece, and each book is like one of the eight siblings finding love. It's like their love story. But uh, I read the first like five books before I tried to watch it. And everyone says it's real good because of how horny it is. And we all know I love horny books. And so, but by the time I got to the show, I was like, those aren't my friends. <laughs> I already had like an image of these characters in my brain. And the show just didn't meet up to what the books had made me feel. And I only watched half the first episode and went, no, thank you. And I feel like a lot of the praise for Bridgerton, the Netflix series that I've been hearing, has mostly come from people who didn't seem to have read the books. Yeah. Maybe have heard of them, but seems like Bridgerton, the uh, the Netflix series, is becoming the Bridgerton people will think of first, maybe? I think so. Also, there's a lot of cool shit with, like, how they put brown people in it, because for a period piece, everyone's not just white people, and that's really cool. Always lovely to see that. You know, Lin-Manuel Miranda did it with his uh, Hamilton then he kind of did it, but fucked it up in the movie version of In the Heights. I was going to say, but In the Heights, he did a goof. Oops-a-doodle. Oops-a-doodle. But... And, uh, so, and then, which brings us to Bridgerton also doing it. Always yeah. a nice thing. Which is, like, fun, but, like, I also don't... <laughs> I don't imagine white people. <laughs> when I read books, and the book's like, oh... Her light skin and her beautiful dark hair. I'm like, that's an Asian woman. Like, I don't imagine white people. And so I don't think about how white the Bridgerton books are. <laughs> and yeah, and a, a good chunk of the cast of the Netflix series, from what I've seen, is still, like, pretty white, right? It's still very white. But, like, like the Bridgertons are aggressively white people. I imagine them as white people, but I do not imagine a lot of the side characters because they'll describe them as like, you know the way white people talk about different shades of white people and they'll be like, oh, her olive skin. And I'm like, ah, oh, I'm gonna make that one Hispanic. 
Well, and from what I hear anyway, like, there are a lot more minorities than, like, current media would have you believe about those times yeah. that were around. And also in, like, pretty, like, decent positions in terms of wealth and society. But then again, that's something I'd have to read more into. But from yeah. what I've heard, like, it's not crazy for a period piece of any kind to have someone who's not white in it. So whenever someone tries to come at you with that argument of, like, it's not historically accurate, from what I've heard, it's actually more accurate to put them in there because they've always been around, even if they were at some point seen as a, a lower class. Like, they still existed. Yeah, because it feels like a show, or even, like, the books, the Bridgerton books, they'll talk about having, like, maids and stuff. But they do not acknowledge slave times. <laughs> like, it's more of like, oh, my mate is my friend. I'm good white people. That's always a fun part of watching a period movie where it's just like, <laughs> y'all gonna say it? We gonna say that these are slave owners? <laughs> and that's always the weird part because, like, at one point, uh, here's some spoilies. One of the love interests is one of their maids. And she's, like, not black, though. Like, I don't believe she's supposed to be. Like, it's just a white girl who works as a maid because she's poor and wasn't born into high society. And it's like, really? We can't even be your maids anymore? We're just erasing slave times. And, like, shit like that still gets to me, but we gonna take what we gonna take. Because I just want to watch those horny white people find love. And by watch, you mean read. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Watching my brain. Yeah, well, you're watching the words pass by <laughs> as your pupils. <laughs> nope, because I can't read books listening. Oh, that's true, yeah. Haha, your girl's an audiobook girl because she ain't got good eyes. Yeah, yeah. Do the Bridgerton books have one consistent narrator, or do they change it up? That's a hard one for me to say because I'm reading through, ooh, what do they call themselves? It's like the National Library for the Blind, and so I'm not using a regular library. Oh. And so they have their own readers, and they have one lady that I fucking love, and she reads the Bridgerton books, and so I was so excited she read those. Okay. Yeah, so I'm not reading, like, the regular, like, the ones that everyone gets, because I'm special. If you say so. What's something you've been horny for recently? What you've been watching or reading or whatever? Music. Yeah. Been watching music. <laughs> oh my god, have you seen music? It's everywhere. Oh! But no, I've been, uh, I used quarantine as a time to really get into album experiences. And so I have been listening to a lot more music and a lot more albums. And I'll be honest, the main way I do this is by reading uh, reviews, finding out what everyone thinks is good, and then being like, do I think it's good? So I've been going to your pitchforks, your NMEs, your uh, Rolling Stones. And then I also found a couple of people on YouTube, people that I liked, people that made good content, and what I'm just... What about me? What, what about me? Hey, 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 mm, uh, look at me. What about me? What about you, Tiffany? Oh, what about some music I want you to listen to, because I won't shut up about it. Yeah, I've been putting that in my uh, I know it's in your list. In my playlist as well, yeah. Because so, you gotta listen to Rainbow by Kesha. That's the thing, too, is like, I need to... Or no, High Road. High Road. Yes, I've listened to Rainbow. Yeah, Rainbow, that, very good, but the new one is High Road. Yeah, that's the thing, is too, is that then I gotta branch out and do it the old-fashioned way, which is just asking your friends, what have you been listening to? I had a friend recommend a, a Souf John Stevens album to me yesterday. Oh, boy. Because I decided a lot of people I either follow or have known in my life, Souf John Stevens seems to be... A is that how you say that? As far as I know. Cause I it, thought it was Sufjan. It might be Sufjan. I think it's a YJ, not a JJ. Maybe, yeah. Because I know he also says... He's talked about that before in his life, that that name has 
lot of people have mispronounced it before. Sorry, didn't mean to be a douche. It's fine, Sufjan Stevens. Uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. I don't know. Uh, so I asked for an album about him because, like I said, he was a constant presence in my life, even though I never listened to a single album. So I went back and listened to an album by the name of Illinois. Yeah, that's when he did his States albums, and then only did, like, two. I, I only know about that, but that's also a thing I haven't experienced. I thought he did... I thought he ended up finishing three. Did he do all 50? Or you said three? Yeah. I don't fucking know. He just didn't do all 50. No, he stopped at three. Yeah. See, I said like two, meaning, like, I don't know, around I, two. I just... Sorry. I just think it's funny, because you're saying it in a way where I think you're you're implying that Sufjan was like, I'm gonna do every state. 50 states, 50 albums, and you're like, hey, Sufjan, where's my fucking Georgia album? <laughs> you know me and him don't fucks like that. I don't know him. I don't oh, know yeah. his shit. That's true, yeah. Like, I, that is something that's also been talked about around me, but I also have not listened to him. Yeah, well, uh, let me tell you, as someone who also only took in bits and pieces of him, pretty good album. Pretty, Ooh, hot take! Pretty good album, this Illinois business. It is... Very long. It's from 2005, year before we knew each other. Oh. And it is an hour and 14 minutes long. Uh, there are no bonus tracks, so that is the actual album itself. And honestly, a good chunk of the songs are just kind of... Are they about the state Illinois? They're just about general things from Illinois. And then he kind of uses that to either tell a little specific story or to say something about himself. Or to just capture, like, a general just kind of mood about that thing. He has a song about John Wayne Gacy Jr., the famous serial killer from Illinois. Oh, we all need a serial killer, jail. And it's one of my favorite songs by his. It's haunting and incredibly sad. He also makes the big boy cry emotional music. Because he oh. uses lots of, like, classic instrumentation. He's a big acoustic dude, but he employs a lot of uh, harpsichords in the back. Choirs. Your mom's a harpsichord. I love your mom. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I love your mom. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. She's perfect. She is a full-ass harp, not just a harpsichord. Exactly. <laughs> and he has these other songs, too. <laughs> so basically, this, this this was a good album. I was very intrigued by it. And cool. uh, I'm going to find my way through some more Sufjan stuff. My friend recommended the album Carrie and Lowell to me. And I was like, that's the album after his mom died. I'm gonna do that later. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Maybe not today. Yeah, that's a. Uh, although I do love me a good dark fucked up album. I used to when I was sadder, but now that I'm trying to like not just be sad, I try my best to find that balance. That's like smart. musically and media wise, because I used to like love the most depressing songs. I loved a show where someone I loved died. Like I was just out there being sad. <laughs> yeah, it is smart to create a big balance because yeah, that will if if you take in too much media like that, it, it does sometimes warp your view of the real world. Doesn't like change it, but it will skew it ever so slightly. Can we talk about the TV show Manifest? <laughs> yes, yes. TV. So in terms of other stuff, you've been... Uh, Can we talk about Manifest? <laughs> in terms of other things you've been uh, experiencing, I heard this little show called Manifest you've been keeping an eye on. <laughs> it's all worth it. Uh, so I'm not dating this shit. On the fourth of a month that happened, uh, <laughs> I talked to your mom, and she was like, 
So I started the show. It's kind of trashy. It's called Manifest. And then three days later, I'd watch the whole first season. <laughs> and oh boy, I've got big opinions about the TV show Manifest. Which is, if you have not watched it, number one, already been canceled. Gotta go watch those three seasons. That's all we got. Yeah. But it's these people that get on a plane. And when they come back home, it's been five and a half years later. And everyone else has, like, aged and had lives and moved on, but they are the same age, and it's only been, like, a couple of hours to them. And it's what that looks like, but then there's also, like, a supernatural aspect where they, like, get these voices or things that tell them how to, like, solve crimes. <laughs> it sounds really dumb, but I'm obsessed with it. And it's really good. <laughs> I've, I've read some stuff about it. The main pitch that keeps coming around to people about Manifest to Me is it's like, it's a QAnon show without the actual QAnon. Yeah. Big, big conspiracy show, lots of twisting webs and See, and I stuff love like a conspiracy that. show. I loved a conspiracy show so much, I watched the whole first season of Quantico and tried to watch the second season. That's how much I love a conspiracy, because the second season of Quantico is bad. Yeah. <laughs> but that's in the past. We've moved on from Quantico. Yeah. But Manifest. So, you've got main white man who was on the plane. So, it's been five and a half years since he's seen his wife. You've got his son, who is a twin, but only his son was on the plane. So, his twin sister is now, like, a teen. Hmm. That's my favorite. I love that. I love the, like, we should be the same, but one of us is still a child. And then there's Lady Cop, who's got a lot of baggage, but she is such a Lady Cop. She's got very big, other women don't like me energy. Oof. But, like, she has other female friends, hmm. which is why it's fine-ish. Like, she's got very big, like, she's blonde and tough. Like, that's her whole shit. She's such a Lady Cop. And those are the three main people from, like, our main, let's say, family who are on the plane that was gone for five and a half years. Yeah. And it's just really fun. It's really dumb. I've got big opinions about it. You talk to me if you want to talk about the show Manifest. I've got opinions, but I can't say them here because they're all full of spoilers. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like... No, keep I don't want to spoil the TV show. What if they're, like... Fuck, I gotta watch Manifest. No, that's fine, yeah. I don't I don't mind I don't mind enacting a no spoiler policy even on something we may not particularly enjoy. And I'm fine with that. No yeah, I just don't wanna like that's all shit you learn in like the first episode. Yeah, yeah. Which is my rule. I can only say shit from the pilot. Yeah. I think we're going back and forth. That's my freak out about Manifest. I had to get it out of my body. What else are you horny for? You feel your demons have been exercised? Oh, not at all. Because do you know... You know how it's been a couple of weeks of me watching the TV show Manifest? That is true. So I was telling one of my friends about it, and I was, like, explaining the whole them getting on a plane situation. And she went, oh, like, the planes manifest. And then I went, what? What? Oh, my God. And she went, wait, you didn't think about that? And I went, I thought it was, like, manifesting, like, powers? Oh, my God, planes manifest? And then I lost my mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, I'm still living in that my brain is a wild place. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about uh, watching a TV show for a while is it, it kind of stays with you in that sense. Because <laughs> at some point, you have to stop watching it, and you have more episodes no, to don't. watch. At some point, you have to stop <laughs> watching it. And when there's more episodes looming in the distance, do you feel like it's just a constant presence in your life? 
Oh, like original Gossip Girl. Sure. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last TV show, honestly, the in terms of TV show, I've kind of gotten back into this little thing called anime. Oh my god, I'm so excited that you're in anime. Because you know I've been yelling at you about anime since you were teens. Yeah. I've been like, Chris, watch yeah. these shows. <laughs> I tend to have a hot and cold relationship with anime. I and use... they, it's hot, but you're cold to it? I guess. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Because <laughs> I don't want to call anime hot. Like, me being cold to it, sure, but there's too many stupid fucking anime for me to call it just hot as a genre. <laughs> it's not. There's so many bad ones. And although it's like, but... <laughs> I want to qualify that. Even when I say that, I almost feel like that applies to, like, most media. Oh, yeah. There's most... a lot of garbage shows, garbage books. Mm -hmm. I love garbage. Hear me out, though. Well, I say yeah. garbage with love because anything that I love, I love the garbage version of. That's the I thing. love bad books. I love bad shows. People used to say, Kesha's not a real musician. Suck my dick. I fucking love Kesha. Well, I, I don't think that's the consensus anymore. But clearly. that's one I'm always going to yell about, you know, because you know I've loved Kesha since the beginning. <laughs> if you have to prove your cred somehow. Don't even get me started on T-Pain. Yeah, we won't. Oh. So I was watching anime. <laughs> and uh, Thank you for asking. The main anime I've been watching now is called Odd Taxi. It is about... A walrus who is a taxi driver. <laughs> uh, and it also actually kind of dabbles a bit in conspiracy. Because it's, it's a little bit of like... I want to call it like a thriller based in like a metropolis area. Almost like a New York City kind of thriller where everyone there is living their own lives. And they all kind of interact with each other. And some of these people happen to be criminals. So... Does anyone ever go, I'm walking here? As far as I know, not yet. Ah, uh, there's still time. They, yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm only halfway through the season, so that could still happen. Although, granted, right now, and unfortunately, this is going to be an impediment to you uh, and certain other people, which is that it is not dubbed at the moment. That's what I assumed. I think people would have told me about it if it was dubbed. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, and to anyone out there who uh, does not care for subbed, then I have to say, sorry, Odd Taxi. It's either not available for you yet, or maybe wait a bit once the once uh, maybe an American company picks it up. And for anyone out there who's got big feelings about dubs, this isn't for you. Fuck you. Some of us have to watch dubs, and you can suck my dick. You know, you've said that three times this episode. Yeah, good. Okay, I just want to make sure you're fine with uh, your uh, your one insult. You know. Do you need a more creative one? Suck my dick, eat my clit, sniff my ass. You know, I'm just saying. I don't want them to sniff my ass. Okay, but you do want them to suck your dick? Yeah, because I don't have a dick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you sure don't, buddy. <laughs> don't tell them. Don't you did. <laughs> tell them. You did, just now. But no, for real, though, I just, I get really weird about it because it's it's been a problem for me as someone who has loved anime my whole life. Yeah. But having a vision disability, I can't do subs, and people get so... Someone literally told me once, if I could only watch dubs, I just wouldn't watch anime. I couldn't do that. That sounds awful. And I was like, hey, dog, we're all watching cartoons from Japan. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need you to sit down. It is true, yeah. And quite honestly, there are, especially in this day and age, dubs are more consistently good than they have ever been in the past. But also, the dubs people were shitting on weren't even the worst dubs. Yeah. I've seen... Some bad dubs. I was going to say, yeah, you can find some real shit dubs. And as far as I remember, most of the, like, popular mainstream anime that was consumed around 
the time when we were about that age. Mm-hmm. High school dubs were way better I than feel, middle school dubs. I feel like they had, yeah, the high school dubs I remember being fairly good to decent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because middle school dubs were still really rough, but I would power through them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it took them a while to kind of get to a point. Well, from what I've heard, too, it, it was just a matter of the industry is that, like, you know, since... That was a time when anime wasn't exactly turning a profit, America. They didn't really care about dubbing it, so they were just kind of like just grabbing people in their own studios and outsourcing to very, Which very... Which is really sh- funny, though, when you watch shit. some of the old ones. Yeah? Like the old Sailor Moon dub, the OG Sailor Moon dub. Yeah. Her best friend is from, like, New Jersey, <laughs> and she goes, Serena! And it's so nasally, and it's so funny to me. But, like... I still will always love the OG Taylor Moon dub because it was such one of my like first things. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, you know, I Why I, was Botan British in Yu Yu Hakusho? Guys, I have questions. <laughs> I've heard in some of those cases it literally just was that like the voice actor made a choice and everyone else was like <laughs> eh, fine. <laughs> I'm not saying that's what it was with Botan. No, but. I don't know though. Like I always think about that one the most. That one fucks me up the most when I think about it. It is fun, the wild, those old dubs, since they're the kind of wild west when there wasn't really a, a quality assurance. Yeah. You can find some voice actors going through some really, like, interesting trials and tribulations. But then there's also stuff like, I think it's called Ghost Stories? Mm-hmm. Do you know about Ghost Stories? I'm ghost Story. Hmm? I was just going to say, since they can't see it, rolled my eyes, heavy sigh, Yes, I know about ghost stories. Because it was so shitty that they let them do whatever. Yeah. And it's fun, but, like, I don't know if it holds up, because I watched it a long time ago, and I doubt it does. It's not one I've ever... Stop shaking your head while I look at you. <laughs> it does not hold up. But I, I assumed it doesn't. Which is fair, yeah. Watch it. It's a... Me being like, I don't know if it holds up, but like... And that's, yeah. But yeah, I was a teen. And I remember a lot of people saying, like, oh, Ghost Stories, it was so funny. And I went and watched it, you know, as an adult. Oh, no. And I was just like, hmm, a lot of gay slurs, a lot of racist jokes, a lot of homophobic jokes. Yeah. It was cool in 05. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, this reeks of 05, 06 humor. That was, that was truly the uh, the brand of humor at the time. Which was real fun to be one of the ten black kids at a very white school. <laughs> and everyone's like, did you see the boondocks? Oh my god. I specifically remember a joke that a very specific person that I don't want to name because I don't want her to feel shitty about it as an adult man. Yeah. Where uh, it was like, oh man, this joke's very bad. Uh, the punchline was literally like the N-word. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like a joke a white girl told me in high school. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you who off the pod. <laughs> oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, that was a. It, it's it's true. It's there's no movie, no nothing before 1995 is aged particularly well, and if you're going even further back, depending on what criteria you're looking at, you know, and that's just the way it's always worked. People right yeah. now are super mad when you tell them that a certain movie they like just doesn't hold up in that regard. Yeah, and you you gotta re- and sometimes you have to remind people it's like and that's normal that makes sense see this is why i don't watch movies though because then when people go oh my god you've never seen lord of the rings i go no moving on (laughs) i feel like this is only tangentially related to what we were talking about i'm gonna keep it in okay if you want to get your uh, little piece off about this lord of the rings person in your life then yeah sure (laughs) it's i just use lord of the rings as an as like the one 
But like when people get really weird about the, the things they love, they get so aggressive about it. And I am afraid of people yelling at me. <laughs> yeah. And there are people who uh, <laughs> definitely take their hobbies too seriously. And so if I just say I haven't see it, that, seen it, then we're just not going to disagree about it. And then they'll just go, oh, I can't believe that. But it's not your opinion's wrong and you're a garbage person. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people, especially... It always tends to be childhood stuff with people. Yeah. No one's... <laughs> no millennial is like, What? You haven't seen all the President's Men? <laughs> Which is like, yeah. Hold on. But hold on, fuck, I have one too. But hold on. Okay. What? You haven't seen the King's Speech? <laughs> oh, man. I can't imagine anyone that abs that mad over the King's Speech. <laughs> you know I enjoyed the King's Speech. We've talked about this. <laughs> Don't do this to me. See? You're doing the thing. Oh, okay. It's okay that I enjoyed it and you didn't, but you yeah. don't get to make me feel weird for enjoying it. Oh, no, it's not you. I was ugh-ing that movie because I thought of it again. <laughs> you always have a reaction when I talk about the King's Speech, which is why I will never stop doing it. Okay. I don't even... I watched it. It was fun. It's... But I don't hate it or... Like, it was fun. Yeah, I don't, like, despise it. I don't like it. It Honestly, I... For me personally, and I'll tell you this... King's Speech has a, I guess it always gets unique reaction on me, because the guy who made it would go on to make films I have very strong reactions to. <laughs> None of them are good, because this was the man who went on to make Les Miserables. Oh, yeah. He also made Cats, the movie. <laughs> and honestly, the biggest one to me, the one I will never forgive him for, is The Danish Girl. That's the film he made. Oh, about... that's the <laughs> Yeah, that's the film where he made the film specifically about a transgender character. Oh, no. And cost and cast cisgender Eddie Redmayne to play the lead role. See, um, I'm really scared that I wouldn't like the King's Speech now because it is a person who doesn't actually have any sort of speech stuff and I'm really outspoken now about, like, disability representation and stuff and, like, the whole plot of this King's Speech might actually make me mad now. Maybe. I don't know, though. I feel like they, from what I remembered, and especially with stuff like that, they made sure to, like, or specifically the actor himself, Colin yeah. Firth, Made sure to portray it in a more believable way and not a cartoonish way. Okay. See, that's the only thing. But, you know, I get way more outspoken about that shit these days. Yeah, yeah. But then that, that's also from memory. I uh, I have no problem slandering the King's speech, but I don't want to say it holds up if I don't we know. We will not Google. Do not expect us to Google. Yeah, let's not. That's not fun on a show. We're just, we're not going to both be looking at our phones being like, oh, hold on, I almost know. Yeah, yeah, if we don't know, we just don't know in that moment. But we're going to say it with pure confidence. Uh, like, blue is a number. Moving on. Yeah, all right. <laughs> is that the hill you want to die on, man? I mean, it's not, but, like, I say shit that I think I know with such confidence, and I just want them to know that I think that I'm right in the moment. Yeah, that's fair. What it. else you been horny for? Uh, pfft, lightning round, because we're coming near to the end ooh, of the podcast. Okay, okay, okay. Let's just do a quick. Ooh, this will be fun. Let's do a quick back and forth. You say a thing that you're experiencing, and if you want to clarify the media that it is perfect, and if not, great. Okay. Right. Who starts? Uh, you want me to start? Yeah, you start. Okay, I'll go. Uh, the video game Mario Super Rush Golf. Um, the podcast, best friends. Which is Nicole Byer and Sashira Zameda being fucking flawless. Just cat videos on YouTube. I, I just watch cat videos on YouTube now. 
Oh, mine, mine are all gonna be podcasts. The podcast Dames and Dragons, which is an all-female 5e D&D podcast. Hell, they know I'm a nerd. I've been specifically watching a lot of pro wrestling Noah these days. Uh, that is the one wrestling promotion I don't know why I've been putting more time towards. It's not necessarily best, but it's the one where they hit each other the hardest and make horrifying noises when they smack each other in the face, and I like that. <laughs> The game Civilization Five. <laughs> hey. hey, just horny for it right now. Hell yeah. Uh, that's it. What? That's all you got? I've got so many more in me. Well, we're not gonna list them all, like. Oh, this. I guess. Hey, if y'all want to know more, too bad. Yeah, sorry. Hey, man, we're here out here doing our best. Stop putting so much pressure on us. Oh my god. Yeah, who are you, Dan Levy? Hey. It looks like you're up Shit's Creek. The show on Netflix starring Dan Levy. Oh man, I thought you were gonna make a joke about this song Under Pressure. <laughs> Why would I bring up Dan Levy to make a joke about Under Pressure? You any... know what? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tiffany, thank you for admitting your ignorance. That's all whoa, I want. Whoa. What? Whoa. What? Whoa. What? Ignorance? On that specific scenario, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not a general ignorance, just that one thing. <laughs> Do you like how aggressively that I got? Well, to be fair, ignorant is actually becoming a bit of a loaded term now, so yes, I totally so- <laughs> get why people actually would not want that word to just immediately be associated with Sorry, it. Sorry, I just didn't like it. It made me feel weird. Yeah, no, it's it's totally fair. Like like I said, I feel like that word ignorant is getting brought up a lot in terms of like racism and transphobia and really just any kind of bigotry. Like, now when I think ignorant, that is kind of, like, low-key one of the words that pops in my subconscious. For sure, because I feel like you hear people, at least for my own black people shit, you hear, like, people talk about, like, ignorant black people, and I'm so used to hearing those words together. It's... That it's such a triggery word for me. That's super fair. A very common, uh, hell, that's, that's something I've heard a lot, you know? Yeah, and so it's, like, my immediate reaction is to be like, what? Yeah, (laughs) that's very fair. Well, you know what? On that, uh, on that... Weirdly <laughs> serious note. We're out of here. We're Bye. done. Bye.